Please sit comfortably, everyone. So, I'm glad we decided to continue and sit tonight, even though it was Australia Day. Sounds like we've got a, a good gathering anyway. Um, as it is Australia Day, uh, I wanted to say a few Dharma words about it. And uh, as you may be aware of, if you've been coming along to this group for some time, um, we've never, I've never um, officially done an um, acknowledgement of country words or ceremony or anything like that. Um, now, uh, perhaps the reason why I haven't is I think I have a resistance to being politically correct. Um, but that doesn't in any way um, indicate that I don't have um, a very strong feeling um, about um, the people who lived in this country before we came uh, or that I don't know a lot about it. I actually, actually do know a lot about it and I've read a lot about it and I've read just about every book possible there is to read on the local history of here, Aboriginal history of here and the, the first white settlement. It's something that's been um, uh, very close to my heart since I was a child, I think. I was always somehow um, um, aware of the absence of a culture that existed here before us for 20,000 years, possibly. And my friends and I grew up with um, Aboriginal rock carvings in some of our backyards. And so you could see the remnants of that and, and you couldn't help wondering where they all went to, you know, and what they knew and what they understood and, and what we lost with their demise. Um, so what I would like to do to start a tradition is Australia Day is a good enough day to do it. It's once a, once a year um, here do an acknowledgement to country. And when we do session and we enter what is Warumai country um, up in Stroud, it's to do a, a welcome to ceremony. It's a session too, because it's a special occasion. Um, but I, I really, as much as I feel very deeply about it, I, I don't particularly want to do it every time we have a meeting like some people do. And I've spoken to and looked on the um, the Aboriginal heritage site for the Northern Beaches and the guidelines around welcome, uh, not welcome to country, uh, um, uh, um, acknowledgement of country, um, is to reflect on it so it's something meaningful for you to do and not just do it as a form of tokenism. And um, so it's in that spirit that I would uh, um, like to introduce a, um, an acknowledgement of, of country. Um, it just so happens that um, I finished um, writing a story on this subject and it started off as a short story and then over about the last year it's grown and grown, not to the size of it being a novel, but um, a novelette maybe. Um, and I've done a lot of reading in it, so I just want to introduce you to some of the history of where we're sitting right now. Um, there used to be a belief that the tribe that lived around this whole North Shore area was the Karingai tribe. And that's been um, very much challenged now. But that, that conclusion came from a, a white historian about 60, 80 years ago. 
and it's not actually based on um, original documents or anything. And um, the people who um, are the current living descendants of the tribes who lived here, um, and uh, Dennis Foley is an elder um, of the tribe that lived here, and uh, he says that what was handed down to him orally, you know, through his parents and, and um, relatives, is that Karingai is up past Hornsby, right? All the area from Hornsby down to Sydney Harbour is, in, in terms of the whole tribe, is Garamagal country. And the Garamagal is, is divided up into a few clans. So the clan that was in this area that we're on now, which is sort of down Lane Cove, Mossman, you know, Middle Harbour, was the Camaray people, um, Camaragal people, um, the Camaray is named after. And no one's absolutely sure, but the oral tradition is, is that the um, area from Monavale North, like Pitwater and Palm Beach, is Garrigal country, and that, that belonged to the Karingai people. There was a ridge comes down from Hornsby down to Monavale. So they're the natural borders and everything on that side of the ridge is Garrigal clan in Karingai country. And so you've got Camaragal here, um, Manly, they believe, is Gatlay. Um, the area between the lagoons, like Curly up to um, Narrabeen, is the uh, Gamai, and then the Gatlay beyond that. So all of those clans make up the basically the, the Kaimaragagal and the Karingai clans. And their, their country went from the ocean, and it went out and included um, Lane Cove River and a little bit beyond into Ride. And then what was out beyond there, their bordering tribe was the Darugs, and they had a long-term war with the Darugs. They didn't get on as neighbours. Um, now, um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yes, some significant um, sites around here. Do you know where Five Ways up in Crow's Nest is where the, the big intersection. Apparently near there, just off there, um, was a very, um, a very important ceremonial meeting ground um, for the tribes in this area. And, um, and to make sense of it, all the main roads we have, like the Pacific Highway, um, basically followed um, uh, uh, Aboriginal tracks that were there, so just made road out of the original tracks because they follow the ridges, right? So Pacific Highway follows the ridge and Military Road follows the ridge down that way and the meeting place is kind of all around there. So this was a very significant area for them. And the centre of their universe, as they say, really was the heart of the universe was the Narrabeen Lakes area, Narrabeen Beach and um, and because uh, there was such a plentiful food supply and fresh water and like, you know, um, game and everything. So it's a very special place to them there. It's also a bit of a myth that they were hunters and gatherers. Yes, they did hunt and they did gather, but they were also farmers and they lived, did live in houses. And because the houses got demolished in the early contact with white settlement, and, and broken down and everything that in part led to the 
the death and the demise of Aboriginal people because they couldn't stay warm and they lost all their resources. Um, and the, our, our forebears, you know, um, exhausted all the resources, you know, and then made private property out of their land and used violence to keep them off it, you know, so they couldn't maintain a living. Um, I also don't want to depict them as living in some kind of perfect society because they weren't. Um, and there was a lot of violence in their society, particularly towards women. Um, but they did live in a very sustained way, in a natural way with the environment and had a very um, sacred way of um, appreciating the environment that we're, that we're living in now. So to bring some Dharma frame to this, I was reflecting on this day today in terms of the, the precepts and um, two of our precepts um, are not stealing and not lying. And I think that one of the things, if we follow those precepts, then one of the things I think it's important in terms of the truth of the matter is that we need to acknowledge that our forebears um, stole this land that we actually live on today. They didn't say they didn't. It wasn't freely given. You know, the precept is to only to receive that which is freely given. It was not freely given. Um, we came in and we decided to colonise it. Um, and um, so, I think from a Dharma perspective, that needs to be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. Even um, people who were well disposed towards um, Aboriginal people, like my um, great 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 grandfather Robert Dawson who was one of the original um, settlers in the Stroud, Gloucester, Port Stephens area where we go for session. Um, he was renowned, you know, and historians have recognised that um, he was unique and that he had a very kind, respectful attitude towards the Aboriginal people there. And they and he says in one of his books that they welcomed him in that in into that area. However, as his descendant, I feel somewhat uncomfortable about that. And uh, yes, it was great that he was a kind man and he was respectful and he was really fair with them and so on. But it doesn't take away the fact that he went in there uninvited and was, you know, they were given a, a million acres from the British government and they were going to do what it, with it what they felt they needed to do. It's not as though they rattled, you know, spoke to the people first and said, hey, can we come in and do this? They come in first, um, and yes, he was kind to them, and they were kind to him, and they accommodated him. But it's still, um, it's still a dispossession um, that takes place, and so I think that's important to recognise. Um, and what what I think is also important to recognise in terms of the the precept of not lying is that we don't. Um, distort the truth of history. Right? If, they, if, if, they, if the land was not freely given and it was a dispossession, it was an act of stealth, really, and, and it's, it's untruthful to distort that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so it's important that we recognise all of that together um, in acknowledging country. Um, 
with acknowledgement of country, um, so I just want to acknowledge the Camaragal people on whose land we're actually sitting today and the larger um, Garamagal, Karingai tribes who are part of this local area here um, and that we recognise their descendants and they were the first custodians of the land and but more importantly that not just that you know it's not just a matter of expiating some guilt about all that really the, the important thing is is that we love this place the way lo they loved it you know and that we we love we love the trees we love the ground we love the earth we love the beaches we love the ocean we love the fauna and the flora you know and and for all of us to actually um, um, live our lives as much as possibly as we can outside if not in the beach and the forest or whatever at least in the garden do you know and get a have a sense of 20,000 years of um, civilization um, that actually existed long before we were here we've been here what 230 years something like that 2000 years ago was kind of like the time of roman civilization and that seems a long time ago 2,500 years ago, the Buddha uh, was teaching and living. 20,000 years ago, it's hard to comprehend, but it's a long time. So, I would just like to pay my respects. <laughs>